0: Hey everybody, it's me, Nate Star, and this is audio only. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're wondering, what Naters, where you been, man? Um, well, I like I said, I usually like to take Mondays off. Uh, I figured Carson did it, well, I could do it, and um, but I took a Monday off, and then Tuesday. The day just kind of got away from me, and yesterday uh, was my kids' last day of school, so I kind of spent the day hanging out with them. And uh, it was a... It was, it was kind of an odd day for me. Um, you know, if anybody knows me personally, uh, one of the things I struggle with is my own mortality. I don't like getting old, I don't like um, acknowledging how old I actually am. Um, I don't like the idea of um, the time on my mor- this mortal coil uh, being finite. And um, I looked at uh, my oldest son, Doc. Uh, he had a photo taken when he graduated from kindergarten. And then there was a photo taken uh, yesterday... Uh, when he was done with the 5th grade and he'll be going to junior high next year and it was, uh, I'll admit I got a little choked up just at that, just at looking into the comparison of the two photos uh, that my wife had put on Facebook in a little nice collage and um one of the things, uh, when I when my oldest son was first born um I coincidentally got to meet uh, my wife's brother from Canada. He lives um, like a, my wife's sisters live in uh, Windsor which is a lot closer so I, I, I've seen them pretty regularly and, and by proxy the family, their families and um, but her brother lives um, in British Columbia so it's it's a lot farther you know And uh, he had been here uh, visiting, and so we stopped and had a beer at a local brew pub. And his son was just graduating from high school, and I remember him saying, you know, it's not going to be very long from where you're at to where I am. He's like, it's going to go by so fast, and you're not going to believe it. And And, you know, you hear that kind of crap all the time. Everybody says, Just wait, oh man, it's gonna go by so quickly, blah blah blah, and you know what they're fucking right I, I try not to swear they're they're right uh it's it's they are it's the truth um it is uh it is only it seems like only yesterday I was bringing him home uh as a newborn baby. 10 pounds, 8 ounces, and, uh, (laughs) giant, maybe. And then, uh, and now here he is, uh, going into the 6th grade this fall. And there are times, like, where he will be sitting on the couch playing a video game or watching a video on YouTube, and he just looks like such a, such a young man, such a, you know, and, um, it's crazy how fast that stuff goes. It really is. But uh yeah, let's get let's get to today's birthday. Uh it's the birthday of novelist and poet Louise Erdrich. Born in Little Falls, Minnesota. She grew up in Wapaton, North Dakota. Her mother was a French Ojibwe and her father was a German American. She grew up in a big family, the oldest of seven children, with lots of extended family nearby. She said, the people in our families made everything into a story. People just sit, and the stories start coming one after another, just sort of grab on the tail of the last person's story. It reminds you of something, and you keep going on. I suppose that when you grow up constantly hearing the stories, rise, break, and fall, it gets into you somehow. And uh, if I could break here for a moment, that's true. I, like, as a, um, you know, when when people come to visit uh, my home or, you know, where I go to visit their place, I'm not looking to go out and see this and that and the other thing. I really like being in a group. I like, I like hanging out. Uh, having some drinks, whether it be soda or, you know, some libations, you know, whatever. Um, and everybody's spinning yarns and telling tales and, and laughing and, and, uh, the fellowship. I mean, that's, that's what makes the travel worth it for me is to, to have those memories of the laughter and the, and the good times. I think that's, that's the key, uh, to a happy life is if you, if you can laugh, more than you cry, I think you're, you're doing all right. But uh, her parents encouraged her writing. Her father even paid her a nickel for every story she wrote. When she was a teenager, her mother found a picture in National Geographic of ice sculptures at Dartmouth College. And it piqued her interest since Dartmouth was historically dedicated to educating Native Americans. Erdrich was accepted as part of the first class to admit women... It was also the first year of Dartmouth's new Native American Studies program, run by a young professor named Michael Doris, whom she eventually married. Erdrich said of writing, I was in college and failed at everything else. I kept journals and diaries when I was a kid, and I started writing when I was 19 or 20. After college, I decided that's absolutely what I wanted to do. Part of it was that I did not prepare myself for anything else in life. And that's true. You look into things and, you know, sometimes life steers you where you should be. You know, some people, they know what they want to be from the moment they are born. You know, like as soon as they are able to formulate an opinion, they're like, I'm going to do this. This is, you know, this is what I I want to be. This is what I want to do. And great for them. And then there's people like myself who I want to know. I want to know too many things. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of jobs, but because I always want to know more, and if you're not willing to teach me more, then I'm going to go somewhere that I can. I want to learn more. I want to learn. I want to know everything. I don't want to just uh, know this one aspect. I want to know every aspect. Teach me more and more and more. I think that's... Uh, but, you know, for those who who have their goal... Uh, and, and excel at it and work hard at it, I think that's remarkable. It must be nice <laughs> because uh, it was very hard for me to let my gra- the grass grow under my feet. Um, but if you have that kind of like wherewithal to know what you want to be and stick with that vocation and do that thing, that's absolutely amazing. After graduation, uh, she had returned to North Dakota and worked as a resident poet in the schools. driving all over the state in her old pickup truck. She often went out to the local bar in whatever town she happened to be visiting, and there she heard all kinds of fascinating stories. She was writing poetry, but she was frustrated by it, and she finally realized that she was trying to tell too many stories in her poems, and that what she really needed was to write fiction. She thought about the people she had known growing up in Wapiton and on the Turtle Mountain Indian Reservation and other various conversations she had in bars around North Dakota. And she started writing a book that was a collection of stories told by a whole chorus of characters. By this time, she was living in Fargo, running a tiny apartment above a flower shop. She said, It was heaven to have my own quiet, beautiful office with a great window and green linoleum floors and a little desk and a view that carried to the outskirts of Fargo. Eventually, she set her book aside, convinced that she needed to write a more conventional novel. In the meantime, she published her first short story called St. Marie. She got two letters in response, one from an angry priest who felt she had misrepresented his religion, and the other from Philip Roth, who said he liked it. She was too shy to write back, but it inspired her to keep writing. Her novel was rejected by everyone she sent it to, so after a while she gave it up and went back to her first book, and and that became Love Medicine. In 1984, which won the National Book Critics Circle Award. Her novels include The Bee Queen, uh, The Master Butcher's Singing Club, The Plague of Doves, and The Roundhouse. So there you have it. A little bit about life, and a little bit about history. Life and learning are the two greatest gifts that we are given. So do your best, have a great time, And be careful out there.